What's up, motherfucker? Welcome to the motherfucking bathroom chronicles. We're in this bitch today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the bathroom chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Y'all like my motherfucking intro? <laughs> I play so goddamn much. But anyway. This is the news and entertainment segment. Of course, you got to talk about news and entertainment on the podcast, on the podcast. But yeah, for real though, um, I really want to talk about on my block, which is on Netflix, and the friendship dynamic, y'all. It's so much shit that be going on in that bitch. Ruby, Masay, Caesar, and um, Jamal, y'all like. <laughs> I don't get it. Sometimes it really kind of fucks me up. Like the last, this past season, which is um, season three, kind of fucked me up a little bit. Um, especially how they be treating my boy, Jamal. Jamal is like, <laughs> Jamal is a cool dude. Like he's crazy as hell, but Jamal be really, you know, coming through half the time. <laughs> I say half the time. Because, you know, he be fucking up sometimes. He hates lying. And it just really startles me a little bit because it's just like, damn, Jamal. Like, come on, help help your people and be, you know, you, you got to be, you got to be able to sometimes hone in and just chill out. He goes to the most extreme. But his friends kind of fucked him over in a way that really kind of made me feel some type of way. Um, especially when it comes down to his ideas and how he kind of is really like chill. He doesn't, he doesn't really rock the boat per se. He's really kind of level-headed, but the last episode confirmed a lot of things that really showed me how their friendship dynamic will change, especially with my say gone and, and I'm kind of spoiling it by the way. I ain't gonna really go too much in depth about it, but my say, yeah, she she did her thing. She she gone somewhere, put it like that. And you know, you really see how they are acting um, once she's gone. And Jamal, he don't really fuck with them, and it's because of how he was treated. He was treated poorly as a friend, and it kind of gives into what I'm about to be talking about, which is validation. Um. He was one of the people who really would go out his way. Um, he was willing to allow Caesar to stay at his house. Um, although Caesar was an asshole the entire time and was kind of self-absorbed, which my say is well. Um, and he was just, he cared. He definitely cared. He cared about his father's feelings towards him because he didn't play football. And he cared about whether or not people liked him. And it was so unfortunate that he craved that affection and craved for people's approval so much so that he was willing to let his light dim just to bring other people up. And I, I say that because that's what I saw. Um, that was my perspective from watching the show. But I definitely want to lead y'all into what I'll be talking about, which would be, um, like I said before, validation. A lot of us seek validation in people, and we should not even be doing it. 
And it's because we think that that's the right thing to do or we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to shake things up. We want things to be chill and cool. And sometimes we don't need to have that. We need to have people who are willing to see you for who you are at the same time, enhance your ability to be the best you can be. But I do want to give you guys a definition of validation. Validation, the action of checking or proving the validity or accuracy of something. I'll give you a sentence. The technique requires validation and controlled trials. Many of y'all motherfuckers probably not going to understand it. Of course, um, the next one was um, the action of making or declaring something legally or officially acceptable. Um, recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. I say this because sometimes I have felt in the past that my conversation was not valid. Sometimes I felt like I might have been going too far into a conversation that was too deep. Sometimes I have to realize that and not check myself in a little bit. But one of my friends allows me to splurge a little bit too much and I'm going to call her out. It's Kiki. Kiki, I can listen. I can talk to Kiki about anything. But, like, I catch myself sometimes. I get too caught up in deep conversation and I realize and I'm like, hold up. Did that sound a little bit too deep or too off a little bit? And she, she will keep it 100 with your ass and tell you. But she likes to listen to shit like that. She likes to listen to conversation. I don't know if she necessarily likes my conversation that I give. But it's just like having somebody to listen to you sometimes is just worth the while. Especially when you listen to people all the time. And when you have the ability to talk to about talk about your issues or concerns. Man, especially with people who will listen to you. Bruh. It's amazing. So, of course, I want to lead y'all into my segment of validation. Y'all stay tuned. So, one of the things that um, me and my grandmother used to always talk about when I was a kid is seeking prayers from unknown people. And I don't necessarily mean unknown people. You may know these people, but at the same time, really know their true intentions. What she meant by that is everybody does not necessarily pray for the glow up. Everybody does not pray for, you know, your moment of shining. People are always, some people, not everybody, but some people have a way of manipulating the situation so it benefits them. And they do it in prayer as well. And I've had conversations with my mom and she used to tell me, you know, some people, you know, you, you really have to pay close attention to and I was just like, really? And she was like, yeah, you really have to pay close attention to, you know, and see whether or not they are really, you know, trying to make sure that you're going in a straight and narrow. And I really never understood what these people were saying. Like my mom and my grandmother, you know, you hear these stories and they stick to you for a reason. But I really started noticing it 
more and more when I got a little bit older. Um, I wasn't necessarily the person who was going to go with the flow of the situation. If I felt in my heart to do so, I wasn't going to do it. Or if I felt in my heart a certain conversation I didn't necessarily feel I had to have, I wasn't going to have it. And it wasn't because I had not necessarily gone through an experience. It was because one of the things that my dad has always told me, everybody does not need to know your business. For the benefit of whether or not it's true or not, everybody does not need to know what you do and how you do it. And I still hold to that. Everybody does not need to necessarily know your business. But one of the things that I never understood was how it was affecting the outcome of my friendships. Um, I would, you know, withhold information just for me. You no, know, my information. I would withhold my personal information. And it. I don't necessarily know if it necessarily offended people. But I would listen to one of my friends, one of my close friends, Britt. Me and her have in-depth conversations about things. And I'm not an emotional person at all. Like, if you really know me, like, there are certain things that really make me tick. And emotionally, on the capacity of, like, crying or some shit like that, like, I'd never really do that. But this one particular time, I'll never forget it. I was talking about the future of education and shit like that. And I got over the top in that moment. And I was just so engulfed in emotion. I really couldn't contain it. And she was just like, what the fuck? Like, she was looking at me like that was the first time I had ever did that with any of my friends. And it really put me in a place where I just felt vulnerable and open enough to allow her to experience what I was going through and when she sat in and she listened to what I was saying it was just like she kind of understood where I was coming from and I sometimes won't allow people to even do that and it was it's often because of trust I have a lot of trust issues and it's not necessarily in a way of like trusting you with you know material good or anything if i just don't feel like i'm gonna give it to you i'm not gonna give it to you you know what i'm saying but when it comes down to like trusting people with my heart um and i told my girlfriend this you know it took a long time to get into this relationship it really did it took years and it's because and i and i always say it's because of me you know and she had a little kinks too but at the same time, it's just like I won't allow myself to be open enough to be vulnerable because I don't want anybody to feel like I'm weak. And I felt like that for a long time. And it was just ingrained in me. You know, don't, you know, show your emotions. Don't do this. Don't do that because people are going to try to take advantage of you because you are a good person. And it came from home. Like my mom and my dad, my dad and I actually had a conversation about this um, two years ago. And we were just sitting there talking. And he was like, man, like I was really just being rough on you because I wanted you to be protected in your way. Like I didn't want you to have to feel like you had to fend for yourself i wanted you to stand alone and be confident in you know dealing with anything and he was hard on me like he was hard like whenever i cried or anything like that he would like 
what the fuck you crying for? Like, my daddy talked to me like a grown-ass man from a child on up to this day. He done kind of softened up a little bit because he's, like, super, not necessarily super emotional, but he's more so one of the people, like, he's opening up. Like, he is literally a layer of onions he is a wow to pick out to understand and it comes from him like that part of me comes from him and my grandmother but like as far as the emotional aspect of it like my mom really tried to own in on trying to help me you know be okay with certain things but I really I never understood how people could just open up to random people I never understood that like I was really one of the type of people that literally just sat back and observed things and tried to get a a a, a different perspective versus what I normally would think a person is like there was a conversation with one of my um um friends from a couple years ago we were just talking and she told me she said straight up she said I didn't know it was a setting like we were at a like a kickback and she was like you know you were sitting over there you really weren't engaging in any conversation and when i went to speak to you really kind of like was standoffish and i was just like "Ooh, fuck him like he's rude and i was just like it's not necessarily like that i just don't know how to engage properly like that like if i don't know you i'm just going to definitely observe your character before diving in emotionally and you know that's how i am with anybody but at the same time i'm never one for seeking anything i like everyone else wants friendship want friendship i want you know you know conversation i want conversation that is not superficial does that make sense? I don't want to have a conversation where we're just talking about things that won't cut to the tear. I want something that makes sense. And if I'm not getting that, then therefore I'm going to be guarded. If I'm not feeling comfortable enough to engage with you, I'm just not going to do it. But um, I just was never the type of person to seek validation from people. And therefore, I would never explain myself. And a lot of people would either guess about who I was or just uh, make an assumption like we do as people. And, you know, that's not wrong. I don't think I think we're all entitled to our opinion and with opinions come assumptions. So. I really can't necessarily target anybody or be mad at anybody for making any assumption about me. But what I will say is the craft of who I am as a man, I just never really had to do anything like that. I never grew up in a household where I offended for attention or affection from anybody. I was often given that or I was often in a mind frame where if I really wanted it, I was going to get it my way. But when people really just go so far as in to seek validation, it's just really cringing to me, um, especially when I know they are so deserving of so much more. I will I will give my all to a friendship, but at the same time, if I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it, I can't offer much except for just standing standing in on a situation and being me 
all day long. I don't necessarily know where that, where to even begin with um, the approval, where where the mind frame of seeking approval comes from. But I remember there was a point in my life as a kid, um, my voice was very, you know. I was very open. Like I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? I had all my ducks in a row. I knew what I wanted in my life. And once people told me I couldn't get that, I believed in it. I honestly believed in it. And I don't think that if 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 I got the encouragement as a kid to do what I really wanted to do, I would have been a police officer. Because <laughs> that's really what I wanted to do I stayed watching Family Matters Like I was addicted to it And I thought it was just my little imagination But my mom confirmed it last night when we were talking And I was just like I really did watch this show a lot But I enjoy how Carl Winslow always saved the day But I remember my dad coming and letting me know Like he didn't want me to do that And he was like that's, that's, that's risking your life and I don't want you to ever have to do that. And I was just like, okay. You know, I, and I changed my view. I, I instantly did not want to be a police officer. And as I got older, you know, little kinks in here and there, you know, you're going to be amongst people who have their range of thought. And they don't necessarily want to do something, they're not going to do it. Or they feel like you should do it. And, and you know, we all have grown up where peer pressure was the thing so that was that was the reality peer pressure handling business trying to fit in and i think it lasted up until i was probably in the fourth grade honestly like i didn't i didn't go any further in trying to seek the approval of other people it was just like man fuck it if i don't want to do it i'm not gonna do it I have always had that mentality. Like, if I didn't want to do something, I wasn't going to do it. And it wasn't going to change. Like, I was not one of the people to just go with the flow. I, I was not going to bow down to try to do something that I knew in my heart I didn't want to do. So, I get into high school, and I still didn't have that mentality. Like, my friends... At the time, I started to see change, and it was just, like, so horrible because it's just like, why are we changing all of a sudden? Why are we having to fit in right now? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to go to this party? Why do we have to go and do these different things? And it was just so fucking annoying to me to the point where it was just like, I think I was, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the Debbie Downer, and I'm pretty sure that they didn't feel comfortable or trusted me enough to even understand what they were going through because it was just like I am in opposition people think so highly of me like some of my friends were so fucking crazy to the point where it was just like I remember one of my friends told me that he thought that I was a peacemaker out of the group but he was like what happened to you and I'm just like I've been me I've been this person it's just so tiring having to be what people want you to be when it's not who you are and it was so gut-wrenching for me especially when I got into college 
my first year of college, it was so depressing. And I've mentioned this before, but at the same time, it was just like I wasn't living to the potential of where I really wanted to. I began to drink real heavily and it lasted for years on years on years. And now, like for the last two to three years, I haven't really been drinking as much. And it's because it's something that, like, I chose to do. I didn't feel the pressures of having to do it, and therefore I wouldn't do it. Um, but it's it's so weird, man. It's so weird that people really go so far as into trying to be something that they're not and trying to fit in in the cliche of the norms that people present to them. And I think that I began to really, like I said, I began to notice it a little bit more once I got in high school. And I noticed it in people that I thought would make it, like, make it, make it. Be out here being successfully, you know, challenged and trying to, you know, make light of situations such as in the communities. Being big and phenomenal people. And I'm not saying that they aren't at heart because I think we all have... We all serve a purpose one way or the other, but that's what I thought by the assumption, by what I saw. I thought that people were going to make it despite their situation, despite wanting to be what other people wanted to be. I thought that they were going to go out here and kill it, man. And they didn't. And it was because they thought that trying to be successful was selling weed. And I'm not against anybody who sell it. If you do, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never condemn somebody for that. Like, and I ain't gonna lie. Like, back in the day, I used to. I used to condemn people for smoking, for drinking. And, you know, we all live. We all have to face our own challenges. And that's what my reality was. Like, I never understood why people did it. And now, in light of being who I am now... I can understand it. And being a an adult in this world, I can understand how certain things can switch up. I try to have a little bit more empathy towards people. And up and into the, an adulthood, I didn't have as much empathy towards people. I didn't understand how people could go through life and still want to demand respect but do the very opposite of that. I never understood that. I never understood how people can treat friends wrong and diminish their characters. I never understood that. I never understood how somebody could use somebody until their milk was gone. I never understood how people could cheat on people. I never understood that. I never understood how people could you know just fuck around continuously and just have no care about it and have no emotional attachment to what they're doing i never understood that and therefore you come up with assumptions in your mind you're just like damn people really don't give a fuck about themselves but what i realized over time is it's judgment it's judgment in all of what you're saying it's judgment in treating people less than you're treating them like they don't matter and i can honestly admit that like i have done that before and it really made me feel like shit overall but it took time to really catch that 
And I'm grateful that I got a hold to it when I did. And again, I'm still working progress. But working in psychology helped me a little bit more in understanding that. There was a girl in high school. She was known for fucking around and doing all types of crazy shit. Her best friend, <laughs> actually, at the time, her, first, uh, her best friend at the time had a crush on me. And she, <laughs> the girl who was fucking around or whatever, ran up to me and she just locked lips. And it was crazy. She did it in front of her best friend to show her, hey, if you don't want them, I want them. And I remember this shit, man. Like, and then in that moment, like a couple days later, her friend just, you know, went on ahead and let me know what was going on and how she felt. But it was like in that moment, I realized in their friendship, she never judged her. She knew what she was doing. She never would intentionally try to hurt her. But in most cases, other people wouldn't understand that. I understood that instantly, and she understood that instantly. Um, most people didn't understand why she was fucking around as much as she was because they didn't know her background. Most people don't understand. Like, hey, she had a lot of situations occur in her life. But in, in, in essence, people can be like, man, just because she went through something in the past, I mean, we don't know. We can't track our lives the same. We do not walk the same walk. We don't talk the same talk. Therefore, I can't necessarily judge her. People be like, she was a hoe, she was a hoe, she was a hoe. In my mind, I'm like, she doing what a nigga would do. You know what I'm saying? And every, and I and I stand by this 100%. A man can't do what a woman do, and a woman can't do what a, um, a man do. But at the same time, and I say that, at the same time. However, don't mistake a woman's ability don't mistake a man's ability that's all i got to say no people are going to do what they want to do and it's by by their innate ability to do how they feel and not be afraid of rejection you see, that's one of the things when it comes down to self-validation. A lot of people are afraid to be rejected. I'm not going to lie. Rejection is one of the hardest things to deal with. Especially when people are not in your corner. When you think they are in your corner. Rejection is hard when you have people who... What is the word? They will go as far as ensuring that you are good up, up, up. But when you're down, you're nowhere to be found. That is rejection. Rejection is a a hard place to get out of. And I felt rejected for a long time. But one of the things that really kept me going in that moment is knowing that people, there are people like me, number one. Number two, there are people that love me no matter what. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Unconditional love is extending past what people would normally give up on. That's unconditional. And when you can find that out of rejection, that is the knowing that you are worth it at the end of the day. 
I can tell you something that really stood out for me. I will never forget this. This is some years ago. I was at a party. I got drunk before I went. And one of my good old profiles, Billy, <laughs> I had challenged him. I said, bruh, I'm going to get towed up tonight. He was like, what? I was like, hey, let's take some shots. So I think he bought some liquor and I had bought some wild turkey. And me and him were taking shots back to back to back to back. And by the way, I had this fly-ass blazer. It had a nice pattern on it. It was like a floor pattern. And it looked nice. And my shirt, man, I had buttoned that bitch up. It was fresh. But when I got to the place, you know, look, it builds. So I'm sitting up here feeling like I wanted to explode. My shirt starts like... You know, like, you know how, like, some shit, like, feel like when it's about to burst. That motherfucker was about to burst. So, I did my justice by unbuttoning the shirt. I went to the party, and people were looking at me, looking at me crazy, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why you ain't got your shirt buttoned up? Da, 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 da. And it really, although I was fucked up, I still felt it. I still felt rejection because I didn't have the typical six-pack or... Um, the typical look <laughs> that most people would be more attracted to. And it instantly kind of hurt a little bit. But one of the things I pulled my bootstraps up and I said, Ken, no matter what, you're going to be you. You better not compromise in this moment. You better stand on your motherfucking feet like your motherfucking daddy taught you to. So I stood there and I I jigged and I had a good time. That was one of the moments as an adult that really stuck out the most for me. Not allowing people to diminish who you are in that moment just because they feel some type of way about how they're looking. And I allowed myself to get up from that moment and strive. I'm not at my best. I'm not where I need to be weight wise, but I'm working on it now. I'm not in the best of nature, but I'm working on that now. So don't give up on me. And that's when I was telling myself, don't give up on me. You continue to rock this shit out and do the best you can. So I went for a couple years and it was hard. It's hard to this day because I work in an environment where... It's it's customer service. It's true customer service, but at the same time, it's not necessarily beneficial to me. It's it's beneficial to me, but it's more so beneficial to the people that I'm working with, which are my students. Those people are what I want to go far and beyond. Not just trying to be the normal case. I want them to be exquisite people. But one thing that stands out to me now is like, like I said, customer service and it's strange because I'm not only having to deal with um, people within my race, I'm dealing with a range of people and they don't think like me. That is so hard sometimes because it's just like as a black man, you go into this world and you're like, you're alone. 
And I sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like people are not understanding of who I really am. And therefore they they cast me away just because they think that I am not normal or I'm not with feelings or I'm not available. I'm not here in that moment. I think people honestly get that from me. And I don't know where they get that from. But if you were to honestly sit down and talk to me, sometimes my thoughts <laughs> are kind of wicked, I, I must say. But I think in time, though, things happen. I remember I called my um, friend, one of my good friends, Kiyosha, and me and her sat and talked on the phone. And I expressed to her how I was feeling like people didn't understand me. And one of the things that I always say to my students is when you're talking to people, listen to you. Sometimes I don't listen to what the fuck I'm saying. I'm literally just spitting the fuck out how I'm feeling. But one of the things that people really need to start doing for themselves is listening to themselves. When you're talking to people, listen to how you're feeling because the answer is always if you have a question about anything, the answer is always in your response to other people. Try me not. I'm telling you, it's always in your response to other people. People look at you and they're like, what? Where the fuck does that come from? It comes from your ability to say, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm not a a person that is always nice. I I don't do nice all the time. I don't know how to do that. I don't. But when I'm there, I'm there. If I love you and I have love for you, I'm unc- I will I'm telling you, I will have I will do anything for my people straight up. Straight off gate, I will do anything for people but one thing I will not do is allow myself to give them the privilege of saying what I can and cannot do I won't I will listen to you I will listen to you straight up but I will never allow anybody else in my life to take control of me I don't know how Unless unless you're God. God is the only person. He's not a person. Let me let me correct myself. He's not a person. But he is the only entity that will ever have the privilege of controlling me. The circumstances that be in this world, they will not control me. I have to control it. It is destined. It is innate. I, I can't allow people the satisfaction of doing things like that. I don't know how people would do it anyway because I just, it's really disheartening. It's disheartening to see people give up on themselves just to please other people. I don't know how, in marriages, I see that compromise is marriage. Relationship is compromise. You have to compromise as a people. But when you give up your whole identity, I don't know how people do that like that is so fucking sad to me 
Like, especially when I see women who are outstanding in their own nature give up on themselves. When I see men who have dreams beyond the the norm give up because they don't have the challenge. I don't know how people would do it. But when you get the approval from other people, oh, man, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I, I Of course, I like support. But one thing about it, like, don't mistake support as your push to do anything. If you really want to do it, let your heart and allow God, allow God to guide you into preparing a plan, a proper plan. I would never allow people to just tell me what I can and cannot do. I have to be the point of refuge, but God has to be the guide. I, I don't know how people allow that. I can't tell you enough how disappointing that sometimes can be. But again, I have to remember my empathetic moment. I have to remember I don't know their situation. I don't know how they're living, and therefore I can't count them out. I can't count them out. But listen, this is something that I have to talk about in terms of self-validation, really. Um, some points to take in. Peer pressure. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? Peer pressure. <laughs> peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Back to my normal voice. Peer pressure is inevitable. Peer pressure is inevitable. You are not going to escape that. It's it's here. That is one of the things that can definitely make you or break you. Depending on how long you last in that in that set of um that set of mind. I don't know. I don't know how you can, you know, definitely move out of it. You as a person have to figure out what you want to do with it you can't just think oh my gosh i have to do i have to do i have to you you don't necessarily have to be a people please all the time that's number one you don't always have to be a people please when you learn the concept of peer pressure understand your intuition. When you understand the concept of peer pressure, understand your intuition. Listen to it. We all are gifted with our own intuition. Many people don't want to dive into it, particularly men. We 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 are not too we're not one of the people that God made to allow us sometimes to go deep in our feelings because we stay above that. We're, we're literally thinking with our minds half the time. The majority of the time we're thinking with our minds. So, in saying it, when God gives you your intuition, hold on to it. Hold on to it. It's a gift. It's a gift, you guys. It's a gift. Listen to the gift that you have. I can't tell you how many times I have been gifted 
with certain things. I've missed out on blessings, but the blessings weren't my own. Therefore, they may have been for somebody else. But I'm going to tell you this. I have been gifted with that and I have had the pleasure of knowing some things that God has allowed me to know. I ain't no 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 rocket science. I don't know all that. I know what God has told me. So therefore, I'm telling you, listen to your intuition. That's that's something. God is trying to tell you something. Why do you think these women are able to know so much? It's in their heart because God has allowed them. It's not just emotional. It's never emotional. It's what the spirit has led them to believe because it's true. That I'm telling you, I, 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 um, that is something solid that y'all can stand on. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to fuck with that. Listen, that is true. That is my truth. And I'm a, I'm a stand on that all day long. If you know me, if you really know me, like if you've had a conversation about something in reference to relationships and shit like that, you know that I ain't lying. That's number, that's number two. Intuition. Number three. Never being afraid to stand alone will give you the proper tools that will feed you forever. Sometimes you have to stand alone. Sometimes you have to be able to stand alone. I moved to Jackson, y'all, and I literally hated it. I could not stand Jackson for the life of me because I didn't understand it. Don't necessarily understand this particular place either. But at the same time, Jackson in particular really drained me. When I was there, I felt alone. Although I had friends, I had friends. I ain't going to even front. I had people that I could have easily pick up the phone and say, hey, where you at? I want to chill. I want to have a good time. But in my heart of hearts, I knew I wasn't ready to just go out and party and parlay and have a good time. That wasn't something I really wanted to do. I really need to talk. And people sometimes mistake talking as, oh, my God, this is draining. Listen, if somebody needs to talk to you, they're counting, not necessarily counting on you. That is a blessing because certain people call me. They don't have to call me all the time. They don't have to text me all the time. But when they call me and they have something that's on their heart to talk about, I allow them to do that. That's what I kind of wanted. But. I didn't know how to deliver that. I didn't know how to allow people to understand that I was in need of that. And therefore, it put me in a a whole lot of pain. And once I got to a place where I couldn't take it no more, I stood up alone with tears in my eyes. And I said, Ken, you're going to get through this shit. You're going to rock this shit out. And I did. And I I was faithful in that moment. I said, hey, we ain't going to allow one time to just fuck me up. We're going to shoot through this bitch. <laughs> so those are three things to get you through like that. That really has helped me. I encourage it. I hope that one day people understand it. But listening to who you are. Don't be who. Don't be what other people design you to be. Who they build you up to be. Because can't nobody define who you are except God in you. That is the motherfucking truth. And I hate to be cussing and putting God into it. But yeah, he know my heart in this moment. 
But yeah, that is the truth. That is the truth. And I, I pray that people get that one day, particularly younger people. Because I see so many people getting shifted into trying to do different things that they normally. You, you, I would say you have to take risks. But at the same time, if the risk is dumb enough to put you in uncompromising positions, you have already been warned. Listen to that warning. But people don't want to listen. It's just because people think they know everything. Listen. If you are gifted with something like innate. <sighs> I'm going to say. I said innate. If you are gifted with intuition. Excuse me. That, that's a gift. Take that on. Take that on. Take it on. And that's all I got to say for right now. That's my little rant for right now. Self-validation. Why do we seek it? Because we want attention. We want to be loved. We want to be liked. I think that's my problem. Half the time I don't necessarily give a fuck whether or not you like me or not. (laughs) I honestly do. I think that's really my issue. I really don't give a fuck whether or not you like me or not. And again, I'm not saying you have to be a goody two-shoes, but at the same time, be good to people. That's really where it stands on. Um, And all will fall in place. Acceptance is is something that we should be craving to be received by the Lord, not by people. Not by people. Especially not by people. And that's all I got to say, y'all. I hope y'all Y'all stay easy and stay blessed. Y'all stay tuned to the next episode. We out.